Hey, welcome back. Jake Brace Hot Takes. What episode are we on? 11. 11. I see. I can't keep track. Uh, we were just talking about um, some of the stuff we've been going through in the last week or two and really want to talk about what we uh, that we practice, what we're preaching, I, I suppose yeah. it is. And um, I was care. just, yeah, I was just telling um, Rich here about, about um, I was actually, I was um, having an anxiety attack or panic attack or whatever it may have been the, um, the other day and it was out of nowhere and I even, I went through the whole list of things it could be and... It just sucks as you do got to ride those out sometimes. Yeah. No, even though it's like me and managing what's going on with me, even though now I know what's going on, knowing what's happening is not enough to stop it. Like if, like you say, if you're in a panic attack, it helps a little bit knowing that like when I wake up in a mood or whatever, why this is happening, and it helps me manage it, but it doesn't stop it from sucking. Like if you wake up depressed, feel like you want to you know, just end everything... Knowing why you feel that way, while helpful, doesn't just automatically, okay, the sun is shining, and I feel so much better. Yeah, I mean, and that's only, uh, it's like this entire week for me, too, is it like, it's been a very, I don't know why, why, just, uh, you get these, sometimes you get these bouts of depression, and, um, like, I couldn't even get research done this week, I barely made it through mm-hmm. work this week, and, um, and just, every day that I got up, it wasn't like a, um, like, I wanted to end it all kind of deal, it's just like, it just fucking sucks. Yeah. And um, I was just constantly very, very tired. And no matter how much slept, sleep I got was was not enough. Yeah. And I, I was like, well, maybe if I change my sleeping habit, I go to bed a little earlier, get a little bit extra hours. And then it still, it wasn't, and, and that wasn't enough. So that was me telling me, go, I was like, okay, well, that isn't working. What else can it be? It's just going through a checklist of things. Okay, what can we do to try and improve this and make it through? Because it's not about solving the issue. It's about being able to manage the issue. Yep. Well, I think in the West here, we got a bad habit about thinking we can cure something. And that when things are going good, it's never going to come back. And with managing issues like anxiety or like ADHD or uh, mood disorders like bipolar and uh, the borderline personality disorder, even if you have a regiment that works, there are going to be times when the symptoms are going to come back. It could be stress. You could be on a dosage that, you know, when you first started, you were taking more and you've been able to lure it back down, you know, talking to your psychiatrist, whoever is prescribing it, and you you come down on your dosage and it's still effective, but stress hits again and you might have to go back up. And that might be, you know, call it and be like, hey, this is working, but this happened and it's making me feel some kind of a way. Should I go back to taking more? Because that's what happened with me. I was down to what they call like a maintenance dosage, and then the stress of having to prepare for the college and doing this SAT thing yeah. and all that because it matters to me. I just I was studying one day, and I just I couldn't breathe like you're saying, and I was sitting there like this. I had to just start walking around the data center and, and trying to figure out okay what's making me feel this way. And I realized this is the first thing in a long time that's mattered to me. I want to do the chemistry thing. I want to go back to school. I want to do well on this so that that makes it easier. Whereas the last couple of tests I took, it didn't matter. My CCNA, it's what it is. I'm already in the field. I'm in the job, so it really didn't matter. And it didn't cause me that same level of stress response. But this time, it really did. I said, because then you start catastrophizing. Because I thought, if, if I do bad on this test, 
then I'm not going to be able to go where I want to go, and it's not going to happen, and you just start going down that road. And do you think part of that, too, is I want to interject on you, mm -hmm. is um, is putting too much pressure upon yourself? Do you think that might be part of the uh, whole symptomatic thing? Well, yes, and I didn't realize that I was until I, I thought about, like you said, just you got to recognize whenever you're spiraling like that and just try to relax. Try to relax. Figure out if and you do need to up what you're taking, if you are taking anything. Yeah, because you know me, I don't take nothing. I just, mm -hmm. I just have to, I typically just grab it by the balls and hope I can control it. And um, I tell you what, that is the hardest thing for me to do is not have control over something. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why I don't get uh, drunk anymore. Mm -hmm. I can't control the spins. And it, it just, it puts me into a panic. Uh-huh. No, and um, for me, one of the biggest things is... <clears throat> Accepting help from people and realizing not only do you not have to do everything on your own, you're never going to be able to. And that's once again being comfortable enough to relinquish that bit of control to somebody else that you trust. And that's taken a long time to get to. But no, it, it, managing a condition, whatever it may be, is an ongoing thing. People change. Chemical balances change. Hormone profiles change. And it's constantly readjusting. Yeah, like, um, that's why I took the extra day off this week, is um, just to kind of get some semblance of control back, and and it's okay to take days off. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, even my, my boss told me, like, oh, well, we can't, we can't approve your PTO, and you're going to have to be charged in attendance stages. Too many people took a, uh, have that day off, and I just looked at it and said, well, that's tough. I'm not coming in. Oh. And uh, do what you need to do. No. I'll sign the paperwork now. That's like me. I uh, after I get through, but this stuff, I'm, I'm sorry, interrupting, no. but I'm I'm in an industry where I literally can just leave one job and less than twenty four hours I'm hired at another company. Oh yeah, but talking about that, like taking time off for self care, I'm doing the same thing after I get done with this test and everything. I'm, I'm taking uh, a day off to have a four day weekend because Diablo is coming out, Diablo <laughs> four. Oh hell yeah! I paid for early access. I'm going to get my early access. And it's coming right after I have to take all these tests and start applying for the colleges and everything. Yeah, because so. I, I noticed that with when you were telling me and you were starting to study that stuff and it, you were getting overwhelmed. And I was like, you sure you just want to like take a break? Because sometimes that's what you got to do. Yeah. And no, uh, and it was one of those things. And I had to push the test back, the SAT, from this month to next month. And it was, it was weird because I initially, when I, I did that, there was a tidy part of me that felt like I had failed at something. Yeah. Whenever I'm sitting there going in the back of my mind when I'm running through it and I, I calm down from the panic attack and everything, I looked. There's no negative to taking it a month No, all now. you're doing is giving yourself some extra time, which is exactly what you need because you were putting a lot of fucking pressure on I yourself. Was. I was. Like, I tried calling you out. I was like, dude, you need to chill out a little bit here. Yeah, no. And because I, I was having a hard time getting you on the phone. Yeah, no, I was shutting down. I shut him down, and I, I did. I, uh, I'm taking you, more. You know I'll take that tractor trailer up to fucking <laughs> uh, Beachview and just run it through your house. Not like you don't need a new one. It's true. Let me get, <laughs> let me get better insurance. Once I get drunk tractor trailer friend insurance that pays out the value, then you can plot. Well, also, i got to move my mother to the second floor because I'd hate for you to take her out. No, 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 just have her go get groceries. There we go. That's Hey, Mom, I uh, go walk to Giant Eagle. Why? Don't worry about it. Yeah. Also, take your time coming back. There's not going to be much to come back. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Here's an extra $20. Buy some real smokes. 
the good ones. <laughs> yeah, get those American spirits. Uh, God, those are so expensive. They are. But, you know, it's organic tobacco. It is. So when you get lung cancer, it's organic lung <laughs> cancer. You won't get it as fast. That's, That's right. All. It's terrible. It's like the people that shop at Whole Foods and you get weird like appendicitis cancer because, or appendix cancer like uh, Steve Jobs because you eat nothing but nuts. <laughs> it's it, it's a weird thing, but no, going back to it, we just kind of, you know, this is an informal thing, touch base, showing that you're going to struggle through things and it gets better as a whole, but there's always going to be low points. Oh, yeah. And um, it, it really is. And uh, everyone needs to know, too, is like life is a struggle and... It's really what you kind of make out of that struggle. It depends on how you come out on the other side of it. Well, for me, and I'm really working on this, and it, I've been good so far until something comes around that I really want, and that's enjoying the journey as much as the destination. Knowing that every step you take is just as important and as valuable as where you're going. But it's very difficult. Like with me, you get tired. You want resolution as far as I want to be in a program. I want to be going. But it's just the little steps, and as you get grown to, it's worse because you got all these things that you have to do. Regardless, you got to go to a job, you got to take care of your basic necessities, you got to pay your bills, you got to. There's all these little things that start to wear on you that you got to be really careful. And I'm saying this from personal experience to take enough time to recharge and to actually recognize the amount of effort it takes just to survive, and sometimes. That's the one thing I struggle with with habit setting. Like we're gonna go more into that in another episode, but this is just kind of self care is the first habit. If you're wondering what should I prioritize, do it self care. Yeah, yourself. And yeah. the story. Like um, when I was firefighting, it was the um, there was a few rules we always had to follow, no matter who you are, what you are, what you did. And <clears throat> the very first rule, anytime it was, of course, it was stuff on scene, but this is stuff that you can easily apply in everyday life, and they wanted us to. And the very first rule, no matter what it what what was going on, put yourself first, because the running theory was you gotta make sure your gear is good, you gotta take care of what is on you. The second rule, take care of your partner, and that firefighter you're always partnering up with someone, meaning you going over hit their crap, going over their gear, making sure they're okay, they're safe, and then you're going into that building. And those are the two biggest rules I've always taken with me. Um, and it's a very hard thing to put in practice outside of that, for me at least, for the longest time. Because I didn't know how to take care of myself. No, and it's it's weird because it seems ca- it seems pretty it's obvious yeah, to say, too, uh, you know, who could better take care of yourself than you? Because no one knows you better than you, which sometimes is true. Other times, <laughs> I found out myself on, on the journey of trying to get stable and everything how little I really did know about myself and how I wasn't being honest with myself. I was trying to force myself into things to get money and I was equating my lack of money with the other problems in life. Never taking time to realize that's a very small part of it. You've got to do something that you're comfortable doing. Like for me, I gravitated towards sales positions and things like that because they were easy. Exactly. And, And to make money. But that wasn't who I was. I was not. I have made more money on technician type jobs because I enjoy it. It's easy. I work with simple problems. Instead of the problems being people, the problems are servers or things like that. It's, it's really easy to go down the list of power, component failure, configuration failure, 
you know, chords, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah you're. And I, one thing I, I do, I, I've learned out. I've gone to this whole trucking thing is, I can't work with people very well. I thought I would, I was able to work with people very well because I did the same thing. I went in sales, and I did good in it. I, I just was in the low end companies, but I can't work with a team. I, I sure firefighting was, but that's temporary. But driving out there, going solo, and just being doing my own thing, it's. It's much better for me because, and that's where I don't knew. I came to uh, revelations. I I can't drop. I cannot work in a team environment. I cannot work in a business setting. No, for me, one thing I noticed because I'm much happier on the night shift by myself is I have a tendency to be very performative to people as far as like in my last job where we worked in teams. If morale is down or whatever, I feel the need to be the entertainer or mm-hmm. try to, to boost people up. And I didn't realize quite the emotional toll that takes on me until I was off of that job. And I realized, oh, God, all the stress I was feeling is gone. And it, it was so much nicer. So it, it is and being Sometimes it's like not that. even the job itself, too. That's no. the crazy part. It's and that's where we put the blame on, oh, it was the job. I'm going to feel so much better at this other place. But it's it's sometimes it's not that. Nope. And uh, yeah, like that's why I love drive. I, I love driving truck. I mean, maybe that's why I get so uh, compulsive to like just keep pushing as hard as I do every day. But um, it's it for me. It's that it's it's peaceful. I mean, granted, there's idiots on the road, but I mean, yeah, fucking four wheelers. <laughs> That'll be a fun. We'll try to podcast idiots in cars. The Reddit. Oh Separate God! We'll just be like, it's so hard because it's <laughs> it's so visual. <laughs> Oh, you, you don't see it, but he just changed three lanes without a blinker and got sideswiped by a semi-truck. That man is dead. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Oh, God. I had someone do that to me the other day, uh, last month. Three lanes, straight across, no turn signal, nothing. And just, whoop, missed my bumper by inches. I was like, you're lucky I'm governed at 65, because I would have kept on going and turned you sideways. The pit maneuver. Yeah, pit maneuver, oh. I will kill you. That's one thing I don't understand. Like I don't understand with people, is that you guys under like four wheelers don't understand. I will crush your soul. Not just that, but uh, because I don't think a lot of people understand this. Just the weight difference. If uh, it takes a normal car, let's say, what's an average car weight? Like three thousand pounds? Exactly. And it takes you three seconds to break. And we'll say you know relative yeah. to your speed. Now an empty truck, tractor by itself is 13,500, give or take. You add an empty trailer on that, you are now almost 20,000 pounds. Yeah, I don't imagine that stops nearly as quiet. No. Nearly as quick. No. Now add a full load, because we're allowed to pull 80. So there's another 60,000 pounds of force pushing. Yeah, no. I'm sorry, you pull out in front of me. I'm not even going to attempt to hit the brake. You're dead. No, it's just going to crumple, yeah. That is... And then not only that, then the repercussions of that, because for some odd reason, they, everyone blames the truck driver. Of course. But uh, I get investigated, I lose my CDL, and now my livelihood's gone because of an idiot decision. Someone decides to go, oh, I'm going to cross four lines of fucking traffic. And to segue this, we did get off topic because this goes back into self-care. Self-care, don't be an idiot in front of semi-trailers. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, no, seriously, like... I, there's good drivers out there. There's bad drivers. I tend to see a lot more bad drivers because it's so much easier to focus on the negative. 
But the other day, I'll, I'll admit, the other day, there's a couple people. They, I was a three, uh, three lanes, one left, one straight, one right. And I needed, in order to make the turn, I need to go in the opposite lane, in my lane, and then the opposite lane on that was oncoming, in order to make a over a so ninety degree turn. Four lanes of traffic. Yeah, I had to take up four lanes, and luckily there was no one that came in there. But the people who saw me coming over, they stopped, they let me come over, they actually even waved at me to come over. That's nice. I was like, okay, cool. I I got you. We're good. But it's it just. It, it, it helps, but it just, people aren't considerate. And I, I think that's another thing we should really talk about is consideration anymore. And in uh, and the world, and the too, is that, like you're saying with your studies and whatnot, maybe the reason why we rush so far ahead or try to rush so far ahead is everything is so instant gratification. And I'll use, the, um, I'll use my computer here and my internet. You're so used to everything just popping up as soon as you click on it. Out of my computer, you actually have to wait a few seconds to a minute. A few seconds, my ass. You got internet from 1989, my man. <laughs> you got a T1 circuit. They retired those things. Uh, but uh, <laughs> No, you're right. It's all in how you view things. And I think a big part of mental health and things, I can tell you this from me, if you're able to get stable and start kind of being level, it is a lot of how you view things and being able to look at things in a different way. Good example, this is today. I caught a, uh, a bolt in my passenger side rear tire yesterday. Woke up to a ooh, excuse me, flat tire this morning. Hoped that they could patch it. Drove it up to the tire shop. And uh, found out, nope, it was way too far over to the sidewall. And my car's a, a four-wheel drive car, which you can't just replace one tire. So now because one of my tires needed to be replaced, both of my back tires needed to be replaced... And three hundred dollars later, I'm at Zach's place. <laughs> but I look at it this way: if I wouldn't have done that, I would have had to put the temporary tire back on. Would not have been able to come out here. Would not have been able to enjoy my weekend. And it all worked yeah, out. Before, um, before you even were able to do all this without as much issues, you would shut down. Yeah, this is very true. I would share that. And that, that really shows like the amount of self-care you've been able to take care upon yourself and really improve your uh, the situation you've you've were at and now you're facing a situation where it's kind of similar and you're going, "Okay, I can I can handle this." One of the biggest things for me was uh, I have a 4-day work week now, which is huge. I work 410s. Occasionally I work a 12 if they need me to cover, which I'd rather I could work 412s. But I need that extra day of just, sometimes I sit on my computer, and I don't do anything. I look at my computer, I kind of like, I'll watch a video or whatever, I can't tell you what I'm watching, because I'm just letting my brain kind of relax, because I have a tendency to, I get overstimulated. Yeah, you work too hard. Yeah. And I, I think I yell at you for that sometimes. It's like, do. It's like, quit doing it. Well, no, I'm very hypocritical because <laughs> I tell other people, you know, oh, relax, oh, this. I even tell Zach this. It's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. And then I'm sitting over here working myself into the ground. So they go, just one more rep, just one more rep. And like, it's not necessarily always a bad thing, but there's a point in time to know when to hang it up. No, and I've, I've come to realize this being hardworking is a great trait up into the point that it starts harming you. Yeah, exactly. And uh, like in, in to speak about uh, the hypocritical part is that uh, everyone's a hypocrite. Oh, yeah. And, and that's the thing is is no one's this great Gandhi person unless you're fucking Gandhi then. 
You're not even Gandhi. A... Gandhi slept with twelve-year-old girls to test his morality. That's yeah, exactly. I didn't even know that. So. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's bad. Uh, Mussolini did not keep the trains running on time, though. Everyone says, you know, yeah, he might have been a fascist, but he kept the trains running on time, and he did not. But <laughs> I never knew trains ran on time. That's like the Pittsburgh bus system. They did it. They did. That was the point. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's just. Well, it's kind of like with relationships, too. Part of the reason we do this is also for ourselves, if we get too caught up in something, to be able to go back and listen to and remember, oh, yeah, that's right. Start practicing what you preach. It? <laughs> yeah. It's like active listening. It sounds great, and you can read it a thousand times. Oh, wait, just listen to the other person and don't think of what you're going to say? Okay, that's easy. Until that's you get so into that, yeah, that first argument where you're like, Oh, this mother right here. You just wait. You just get well, me. We're going to go rounds. For, we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just... Um, yeah, it's, it's just one thing I, I do really like is that this is this whole thing has really helped. Like I think it's made us closer and we've been able to oh, yeah. um, really have a better friendship than ever. And even with Taz, like some of the stuff we talked about, I put in pra- I, I put in practice with me and Taz and it, it's helped tremendously. No, and what's great about this, I want to encourage anybody who has a friend group they're comfortable with doing, it's kind of like me and Zach, we hold each other accountable to things that we know help ourselves. Like, Zach makes sure I stay in communication. I don't start shutting down. I don't start shutting out. He's very in tune to knowing that, oh, if Rich isn't answering, this is probably not a good thing, which it never is because I'm very bad about I need a certain amount of interaction for mental health. But I also actively avoid that interaction. <laughs> these are all hard things to work on, yeah, but it, it, it's just to show that, like, yeah, we talk about these things, but it's also we do practice these things. It's just it is a challenge, and I don't want people to be thinking, oh, they're just saying because it it's an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing at all. No, and one of the hardest things that I've had to learn is in your head, you think that you could iron out all these. We'll call them personality defects, even though it's a little strong, but or maybe semi-negative traits, like me being antisocial, even though I know I need people in my life to keep healthy and all of this. These are things, some of them don't go away. I still fight that, but it's just learning how to manage the negative things about yourself that you can't change in a positive way, and also not beating yourself up about it. Knowing, yes, this is a personality trait or a character flaw, however you want to frame it. But one, I'm not going to let it define me. And two, I'm not going to feel bad for having it. I'm a good person in 90% of the other things. This thing doesn't really hurt anybody else. So it's fine. Oh, yeah. Like, um, I, I'm just trying to build on that. It's just, is, is um, how do I want to put this? Is not self-termination. It's um, self, um, what's the same as a blue, um, Crap, I'm forgetting words. But, um, uh, self-destroying. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't want to use termination, but destroying destroying something that you've built. And um, with doing that, it's it's a hard thing because it's so easy to do to yourself. Because you think all these things, oh, this is right. if I change, mm-hmm. if I break this, this will be better. But it this, destroying yourself isn't going to make you a better person. No. It just makes you a hard, mean, bitter asshole. Yeah. You can be an asshole. But being a mean, bitter asshole, that's not the right kind of asshole. No, no, you really do, and it sounds very cliche, be able to love yourself. 
Yeah. And it's not always easy, especially if you're trying to do things like we do this as a, a self-improvement type of a thing. Holding yourself accountable and trying to be better and more than what you were is very difficult, but it's very rewarding, but you have to have allowances. It's like with habit building. If you have six things that you want to do every week and you get done with five, five out of six isn't bad. Yeah, exactly. I've been actually working on trying to do that. Um, my whole goal this week, and my goal just got washed out this weekend because of the, of the uh, weather, um, but I was going to grow mow my dad's uh, yard since he's uh, gone on vacation for three weeks, come home, mow this yard, get an oil change, do this, and I was telling my brother this, and he's like, how much stuff do you do? I was like, dude, if I actually put it into like, actual work hours by the time I'm done doing everything I want to do, and if I'm able to accomplish everything... I'm working 80 plus hours a week without even batting an eyelash. And he just, he just, he just, is speechless. He's like, how, how do you do this? I was like, well, one is I'm a fucking adult. The second one is if I can accomplish a couple of things, even though it's not everything, when I come home, I'm going to feel better because I was, it's not just work. I'm doing stuff that's going to make myself better. And I'm not just going to repeat the cycle of go work, come home, do nothing, go to work. Now, and I have a bad habit of, I set up schedules that work for me and are good, and then when I get comfortable with them, I try to increase that load instead of just being comfortable with what's working and realizing that if it's working and it's sustainable, it's better doing it two times a week than trying to do something three times a week and burn it out after two weeks. Oh, God, yeah. Like, um... Uh... I was saying, I was like, I want to get my garden started. Um, Taz is bringing the pods in today. And for me, okay, I might not be able to get the two yards done. There's two things on my list. I can't do it. I can't stop it. I can't beat myself up over it just because the weather is just raining. Can't do nothing about it. But here's something I can do. I can, oh, instead I'll get those seeds planted, get them started, get them growing. In the next couple of weeks, I'll put them out into the garden. Um, God, that's going to suck. i got to build a fence. Um. Uh, but, and then um, the other big thing, my major thing, uh, one thing I ha- is a must, I must accomplish this week is I got to get an oil change done. So I was like, all right, no matter what happens, that's, if I accomplish that, I'm going to feel happy with myself. Yeah, and this has been one of the, the difficult things for me because I've had to address, I'm a very concrete, almost caveman-like thinker in that it's black or white, yes or no, all or nothing. And if I make a plan, everything has to go right in this plan or every step along the way has to be right. Otherwise, the whole thing is ruined. And this year, I have been focused so hard on being more flexible, one, in realizing that just like you said, if it's raining today and I plan to do something outside that this precludes, oh, well, let's look at the other things I needed to do and do something in the house. I tell you what, um, actually, there's something uh, that really helped me with uh, understanding that you're going to laugh skateboarding because whenever you first start to learn to skateboard you know how you learn how to drop in and actually skate you have to adapt to whatever that board is doing you've got to let your body adapt to being able to turn left turn right know when to dip in oh, yeah, and move with it You it's kind of like surfing in a way but you're just doing it on concrete so it really in a way it was it wasn't verbally taught to me but I learned how to bend to what was going on around me. 
and how to adapt. And that's where initially for me where it all started. That's actually really interesting. And two with rock climbing it's much the same way in that you only have there's three ways to grip the rock and there's a couple of ways to position your feet. But based on the features of the actual wall itself, those six things go together in so many little intricate yeah, exactly. ways that it's really until you start doing it and get comfortable with it, there's no way to predict it. And you know what? That's true with life as well. There's no way I can't force a day to be what I want it to be. Yeah, if you can force it to be sunny, that'd be great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> and this was, you know, another thing like when we talk about relationships, sometimes what we see in the other person isn't even the other person. We're reflecting a part of ourselves we don't like or, onto that person. Or even, too, is um, when we look at that person and say you're a little bit down the road with a relationship, you're reflecting on what who that person was in the beginning that you were attracted to, which does perpetuate a bad relationship longer than it necessarily needs to needs to be. This is true, and like we're big on moving forward, self improvement, progress. I mean, that was my mistake when I was with us here. When I first met her, it was fantastic. It was fun. Um, it was a blast, and then that's what kept me going for so long. And oh, I'm gonna be the good man. I'm gonna be the best man. I'm gonna and do this whole, I thought, oh, put her up on this pedestal, I gotta make sure she knows that she, her self-worth and all that, and I really neglected myself in doing that. It was really harmful to me, which put me in the position I was yeah. in. Well, and I will say this, in a good relationship, like we say, you, we're both building each other up, but it's not at the expense of yourself. You should never prop someone else up on the expense of you, and her self-worth should never have been your responsibility. Yes, exactly. And that's where it gets hard. And relationships expose flaws in yourself because you're having to deal with someone else. And I feel like so many people jump into relationships hoping either to fix themselves consciously or subconsciously. I, I agree with that. And then I think sometimes people, what happens is people go, they jump in that deep end way too quick. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why I, if you ever heard the term puppy love or oh, the honeymoon yeah. period. And, um, and then... then Say it goes, it goes the distance. You guys get married, and then the next thing you know, oh, you know, you're not getting laid anymore because you got married. That's what happens, and and those are people with shitty relationships. Yes, well, and that's or it's thing. just a joke, but it's mostly the people with shitty relationships. I feel like the people that push people to get married that say things like that, they just want them to be miserable too. Yeah, you know, yeah, because misery loves company. I it has really disturbed me when I talk to people because I guess I had a fairy tale idea of a relationship in that. You're supposed to love the person you're married to? Yeah. And I feel like a good three out of five people hate the person they're married <laughs> I, to. I'll help you one. I'll probably say four. Yeah. Yeah, because... Because it, 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 it's rough. And, like, I tried doing that with uh, my first wife, and it you see how that turned out. I'm yeah. divorced, and uh, we want to put a gun in each other's head when we were in any other's vicinity. But... To show just to show the growth of each of us, because I actually have tabs on her somehow. Every once in a while, I have a buddy who comes by. You know what she's doing? I, like, I don't really give a shit, but sure. Yeah. And um, last time I've heard, she is now she has a degree in biomolecular chemistry mm -hmm. or some 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 real fancy stuff yeah. as on a timetable if you don't yeah. maintain it. It's a very maintenance heavy degree. Oh yeah, organic chemistry because that's a lot of biochemistry. That. Things go in vogue, things go out of vogue, and yeah, it's... Uh... And uh, so what, the uh, last thing I heard about her, she can barely afford her car payment, barely 
can maintain her car. She works at Target overnight stocking shelves. And you know what's... And the worst part is that she literally could have been making easily 100 k plus per year. Oh, yeah, but, you know, I will say this, like, uh, with her and the borderline personality disorder, it's terrible for the people around them, but it's just as terrible. Think about being trapped in that. That's true. I, was like, she, I don't even know how you fucking maintain that. No, and she sabotaged the shit out of her life, and every time th- something goes good, unfortunately... She's going to destroy fire it. Firebomb it, yeah. And th- that's one of the, the harder... And then that's uh, one thing I had to deal disorder. with before yeah. was self sabotage. Just oh, I yeah. would build something up, like um, the one deck I always I always say, "Oh, this is the greatest deck I ever built," and it was. I tested it so heavily, but I was bullied so hard on being a bad pilot of that deck, I never could run it properly because I would misplay a lot, and then I just didn't, wasn't able to bring that confidence. And I said, "You know what? Here, you run this deck," and she ran it just she ran it perfectly fine, but. I was like, oh, that's just teamwork. And then it really wasn't. It was just self-sabotage on myself because yeah. I w- wouldn't sit there and figure it out. Yeah, I just took the abuse. Addressing, yeah, the limited factors in yourself. You almost use her like a crutch in that, oh, well, if you can run it, then I'll give you this. And it's still my thing. I did, yeah. Yeah, like right now, you know, I'm playing around with you, uh, your deck, but you, but you see how my mind works and I can get a great idea going but we're still me and you are actually working together you're going well what is this what if this card works with this we'll, we'll work with that and we're we're both making this deck together but it was i literally made that deck from the ground up right. and i play tested that deck myself i went hard on it and um and it just came well you, you can't play it because you're not a good pilot because you can't pay enough attention, and you just misplay a lot, and you can't run cor- run it correctly. Yeah, which criticism is one of those things. If given from a place of wanting to help somebody address something they might not see themselves, is great. But criticism most often anymore is used to demean somebody and make them feel bad about it. Yeah, and I'm guilty of that because <laughs> I do it to my brother a lot, and I I do feel bad about it at times, but. With him, he gets in this dreamland, and I feel like I have to try to ground him back to reality, and, and in order to ground him back to reality, I have to be a very mean person. I think you recognize the extremeness of his thoughts and, and being disenfranchised from reality and living in like this, this fantasy idealized world, and yeah, the, the natural inclination is to counter extremity with extremity, and maybe try to get somewhere in the middle, but... It's really difficult because I know with him he's very despondent anyway, so it's yeah, hard. He's just, he has that. Like, I understand his personality is laid back, whatever happens happens. But like I've seen hippies have more of a backbone. To be honest with you, he's very avoidant. Yeah, oh and god, I, yeah. I could tell that there's something going on. Honestly, that might not entirely be within his control, but he really needs to start trying to address why do I avoid doing things that would benefit me and instead just be a passive actor in my own life where other people use me for their benefit. And I'm trying to teach him that right now. Yeah, because... But it's really hard because he's getting thrown to the wolves in a, uh, in this okay. whole situation that he's in. And uh, I feel bad for him because it's like the stuff I'm trying to show him and teach him what I've learned over time. And it takes the small baby steps to do. But since he's never done them, he's being thrown to the wolves with the whole situation with divorce and all of that. 
now he has to take those ginormous steps. Yeah. And ultimately, it's going to it's going to set him back. No, and I definitely for him once he gets through all this, regardless, you got to take him, at least a month. I told him don't even bother dating. No. Live by yourself. No, I you move up just, here. You know, not worry about doing anything. Like, yeah, but, yeah. You, you work have a job, on yourself. Yeah. Take like two weeks, whatever, right after this to just decompress. Because there's gonna be so much. Yeah, because she's been with him this entire time. Like, and my whole thing was like, get her out of the house, man. Because it's not to be well, it is to be mean, but and lay down the law. But the main portion of it is. Your own man- mental stability. Yeah. Because if you're around that and then you guys are still going at it and it's a prominent thing when you come home and you go to work and all that stress keeps on building and in building and it gets in your fucking head and it will tear you down and you're going to sit there like a limp noodle and just go okay. Yeah. And it's disheartening because I think that's what she's done for years. Very clearly, what... <sighs> It's bad because he's one of the most extreme cases I have ever heard about where he will literally pick the option that is the most damaging to himself as long as it's the least amount of effort on his part. Mm -hmm. As long as he doesn't have to to put forth anything, he's willing to take that loss just to not have to do something or to think for himself almost because that's another thing. Yeah, because I've been trying to help him through the whole thing and... and, um, he, he was just speaking to me today about getting a hold of his uh, lawyer and whatnot. And that's, uh, I was like, great. I was like, well, what did she say? Oh, she sent me this thing over that has like six questions on. I'm going, okay, like, you got to make sure that you make, you make it known that you are a priority. Like, go to her office, go talk to her. Like, you know, my case is a priority because that's how you explained it to me. And uh, so I'm just trying to relate that to him. Is like, make this stuff, make sure she knows you're just not a case number. Or and that... Because you got to advocate for yourself. Yeah, and too, on stuff like this, the way he's made it out to be is much less urgent than what it really is. Yeah. There's a, there is a timetable, but I don't think he conveyed that clearly to his lawyer, which... He, he did not, because now he's that... really gunning for his lawyer because he got that second test yep. and, and caught her lying, which is fantastic. Like It's so blatant, it's not even funny. Wow. But I wanted him to. I hope that it, it this changes the way he approaches things, and to make it a much not a quicker process, but he needs to be a lot more assertive about the process. No, he really agency is a huge thing for him that he doesn't seem to understand, and that you have a say in what happens to you. He just kind of seems like in. I think this relationship overall has completely destroyed him because it, it almost looks like me. And I, I think that might be why I'm reacting so harshly on him. I'm sure. And I, because I, I like, I, I can pull you out of this, and I want to help him so bad. Yeah, but you know, you can't teach someone to swim whenever they're drowning, or just because you were able to save yourself, you can tell them exactly how to do it. But until they experience it, it's just words. Yeah, and um, I think what I'm gonna I'm gonna hope he decides to do is transfer his job from down there to up here, whatever he needs, it is. Well, that's another. And I that's why I, I was like, come up here, stay six months with me. Just I live rent free. Don't worry about bills. Don't worry about any of that shit. Hang out with me and my friends, and we'll show you the path to be on. Well, and his big thing too is he has no support network. No, not at and all. And that's a lot of people. 
in this day and age. And it's terrible because we could rattle on about studies that show you live five years longer if you're in contact with your friends and yada da da da. But it is so much different because I could tell you from having, and I thank every one of them, you included, but I have other friends who constantly reach out to me to invite me to do things because I won't reach out to them. It's not that I don't like you all. It's just that... You're a very antisocial person. Yes. Yes, and I'm always immensely grateful when someone invites me to a party or like we do this. And it helps me tremendously. I feel great for weeks after going out and doing something with people. Well, yeah, but like, I, you know what's funny? Something funny too is Taz, Taz realizes how much fun I have doing this and I'm ha- getting to hang out with my friends. And that was one thing I never could do in my previous relationship. And she's like, I, she's like, you can't keep your hands off me. I'm like, I don't know why. She's like, you're just happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's amazing what happiness will do for you. And it's, so many people are miserable, but we've been miserable for so long that she's like, yeah, that's, that's why it is. It's normal. It's yeah. like that meme of that dog in the burning house. It's like, this is fine. Yeah. But like, even uh, with what my brother's going through or something like that and how much I want to help him, if anything like that would happen to you, I'd, I'd do the same thing. Oh, I know. I know, which is why I, I can't wait. I'm, that's how I'm going to test our friendship. You know, at the five-year mark, I'm just going to hire someone to act like an abusive girlfriend and just completely... You just see a big boot come across. <laughs> that's exactly Bitch, be gone! <laughs> Andrew Tate sends his regards! I hope we can get him on the podcast. <laughs> I'll just put him on mute, but we'll just be able to put in... Andrew Tate responds. We don't know what he said. but Yeah, we, we don't listen to that guy. <laughs> He's here, but we don't listen to him. This is just for clicks. Top G. Top G. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, shit. I feel pretty good about this, but, um, yeah, I honestly, like, that's why I think I, I explained before about having that cir- multiple circles and groups of friends. Yes. And that incredibly small circle I have, I'll do anything for those people. Oh, yeah. I, I Mine's not very big either, but they're people that I know... One, legitimately care about me. Two, I legitimately care about them. And three, my day is always made better whenever I hear from them. And we don't talk every day or anything like that. But when we get together with any of the people I consider friends, it's always a great time. And I hope that everybody can find that. It's not easy. No, if honestly, I, I believe it's something my grandfather told me before. If you have one good friend, consider yourself lucky. Yeah. And um, funny enough, because my pap was a very, he's an old school thinker. I'm going to put it as, as, uh, in the uh, easiest R term as I can think of. But one of his best friends was black. And you know what he would always say? That's one of my best friends, even though he's a... Yeah. <laughs> but he's a great friend to have. <laughs> it was weird back in the day. Because you had people like... You're sitting here calling him a slur, but somebody else says anything. Now you're beating the shit out of that person. (laughs) Because I'm his friend. And you're sitting there going, every action, yes, you're there for the man. You've eaten his hoe. (laughs) You've eaten his... But, you know, at some point, I think what happens is, uh, there there comes that understanding going, you don't take it personally. Well, no, it, it goes back to relationships and knowing pain points. And Just like me and you, we talk about yeah. oh, you yeah. being a Jew and all that. Oh, yes. But it's never taken personally. No, not at all. And I know, and this is a big thing, if you're comfortable with someone and you're truly friends, you can joke around in a place of respect. Because like you say, both of you know this is nothing more than a joke. And I'm just <laughs> saying it because it sounds terrible and I can get away with it. 
And, then, and you get other people looking at you like looking at you sideways like the fuck. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then there's always that one person who gets a little too comfortable that neither one of you know, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you so and so." Like you don't get to talk no, to me no, like that. No, no, yeah, no. We're going outside, but exactly you cross that line, but but no oh, buts. No. Have you ever drove me home from work after my tire exploded <laughs> multiple times? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I think that's a good thing. Uh, uh, but that was one thing my dad did tell me is like if you do. If you're lucky, you had that one really good, solid friend. Oh, yeah. That'll be it. And it's so true, though. And I, I honestly, I think it's a really good spot, I think, for us to stop here. Yes. I enjoyed this one. Hopefully, you know, this shows people that we do try to actually do what we say, one, and that it's a process. Oh, God, yeah. And everything's a process. Take your time and try to enjoy it as painful as it can be. And um, I hope you all, Yins, or whatever I want to say, you got me say y'all, god damn it. <laughs> I hope you Yins have a good day, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Yeah, catch you on the next one.